Hi, this is David Dickens, and we are going to do one of my favorite types of episodes today. We're going to go to the mailbag and look at some listener questions. Just to kind of give you a preview of what we're going to talk about, we got a, a retiree who is looking to downsize their house and just wondering if they should get a mortgage or pay cash. We've got another younger listener who maxes out his 401k every year and, and has more money he'd like to contribute to something and looking for ideas with that. And then finally, a, a gentleman who's just getting ready to retire, 72, and uh, he's kind of shocked as to how much he has to take out and require distributions and he's wondering if there are alternatives. So hopefully this is a little bit in here for, for everybody and hopefully something that's specifically important and interesting to you. So without further ado, let's get after it with Walter and me. Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Oh, excited for another podcast today. Walter Storholt here with David Dickens on Cover Your Assets KC. David, I hope you're doing well. How is uh, life treating you this week? Well, it's treating me uh, pretty well. Let's see, what do I have going on that is new and unusual? My lovely mother had her 92nd birthday last week, so that was super 90 cool. 92nd, that's amazing. Yeah. And she's doing awesome. She's, she's amazing. And then her iPad blew up, so I turned into Tech Wizard. And, nice. Um, kind of got that got that situation figured out so uh you know it's just the the excitement of daily living around here what's new with you well i am going to be running an auction at church this weekend really? so yes uh it's a an old tradition that they had for many many years when an actual member of the church was an auctioneer and it he passed away a couple years back and so the tradition ended plus covid happened kind of around the same time and so we're bringing it back this year and uh they kind of turned to me as like hey you do broadcasting stuff you'd be good at this auctioneer thing so i'm not going to go do the 75 same fast that's what i was wondering if you speak auctioneer (laughs) no i'm not going to go we're going to go more walter style leave it a little bit different vibe you know but uh, but interesting, you mentioned the IT part. Um, one of the items I'm putting up in the auction is uh, a couple of hours of IT service to uh, to the, the winning bidder. So uh, <laughs> I think it'll awesome. be a hot item, um, <laughs> just based on the uh, the age of members of the church. So it should be uh, should be a fun weekend. So that's what I've got going on. I'm I'm nervous. I'm actually nervous for it, David. Way more nervous for that than I am a podcast. That's for sure. Well, you will; those nerves will just leave you as soon as you get on the stage and and you get rolling. So that's going to be pretty cool. I hope hope that's a lot of fun for you. Uh, I'm sure it will be. And we've got a big pancake breakfast right beforehand, so I'll get filled up on some pancakes and be right at home. We'll be good to go. So. Wow, you're not going to pre-starve to to make sure your your adrenaline's flowing. What if you get all sleepy? Oh, I that that'll be hard with all the all the attention on you. You know, you, you'll, you'll be you're pretty wired in those moments. I would think so. It'll be good. I think it'll be great. So anyway, that's what's going on with me, and uh, glad things are going well for you. And uh, congrats to your mom on uh, 92 years old. That's awesome. What a great thing to celebrate. Uh, well, as you mentioned and teased at the beginning, David, we've got some great listener questions today. One of them from another David, so that's fun. And uh, we're going to cover a couple of different, uh, you know, kind of areas of the financial planning world through these questions. If you'd ever like to submit a question to be featured on a future show, you can do that at the website, coveryourassetskc.com. That's coveryourassetskc.com. Or you can email David, ddickens at kcfa.com. We've got contact info in the description of today's show, so you can find that easily and ask your questions. All right, first up is Jennifer. And Jennifer says, we're planning to sell our house and downsize it to a smaller home within the next year. Our current home is paid off, so we could pay cash for the next home. 
This seems wise, but when interest rates were lower, we were thinking of getting a mortgage and investing the leftover cash. Is that strategy no longer recommended? Well, I certainly wouldn't recommend it, Jennifer. Your your mortgage now is probably going to be, you know, 7 or 8%. Yeah, ouch. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's a lot of ouch right there. I think it's a bad idea to try to, I mean, basically, let, forget the whole mortgage part. Would you go out and borrow money at 7 or 8% so that you could invest it and try to earn more? Well, I think the answer to that would be no. So it wouldn't make any sense to do that with a new, fresh mortgage either. You sound like you might be retired or nearing retired, so you probably don't itemize the interest on any mortgage you would have. So it's actually going to cost you the 7 or 8%. So I really think that is, um, I mean, you have a lot more, let's say that you are retired or close to retired. You have a lot more fun to make than trying to cover a 7 or 8% interest cost in what you can make in markets, especially as they are today. If mortgage rates were 3 or 4%, eh, depending on your risk tolerance and you know the size of your nest egg and how much of that how you're going to fund your retirement, maybe your spending habits. I could maybe make a case, but frankly, most of my clients that do have a mortgage in retirement wish they didn't. Regardless of of the financial part of it, emotionally, they wish they didn't. So Jennifer, I would, first of all, I'd pat you on the back for saying that you've gotten to where you are and your mortgage is paid off. If you're going to downsize, I'd just pay cash for that new house. And if you have a little bit left over, throw it into your vacation fund, throw it into your brokerage account. But I, I would think it, at this point, probably a bad idea to get a mortgage and try to beat that interest rate with what you can do in the markets. One of those interesting pieces of advice that only existed for kind of a short period of time, David, where people, we were saying, yeah, take the mortgage, <laughs> go invest the rest of that money. And now it's not uh, not really recommended or the case anymore. So, and, and right now, interest rates, no end in sight, it seems, in terms of their increase or at least staying elevated. So who knows how long you're going to be uh, locked into that uh, situation now. So Exactly. You know, one, one kind of um, uh, ancillary, one little rabbit trail for people that did that did refinance, they've got a two and a half or three or three percent, three and a half percent mortgage. Now all of a sudden, if you've got a a, a CD at your bank that's going to pay you five or five and a half, is there now a good reason to pay off that mortgage, or should you keep that debt outstanding at, let's call it three percent, and invest the extra that you have in a five percent CD? Well, I think there's a fantastic reason to do that, as opposed to paying down that cheap mortgage early. Great points all across the board. Thanks for the question, Jennifer. Again, you can find out more information and get help from David Dickens and the team at KC Financial Advisors by going to CoverYourAssetsKC.com or by calling 913-317-1414. Go through the complete planning review process with David. Uh, That's the CPR process that walks you through all the things that you need to know about financial and retirement planning. All right, next up on our mailbag edition of today's show is Chris. Chris says, I max out my 401k every year, and I'm told that I make too much money to contribute to a Roth IRA, but I still want to save more for retirement than just the 401k contribution. Where am I supposed to put that extra money? So Chris, I love where you are. Obviously, we don't know everything about your financial situation, but I love the fact that you're maxing out your 401k. I love the fact that you're making too much to contribute to a Roth. And just as a little bit of background, that there's a phase out in our tax law that says if you're modified adjusted gross income, if, you're, if Chris is single, then if he makes over 138000 then he, he can't contribute to a Roth. If he's married filing joint, if he makes over 218000 as a household, 
per year, he can't do a Roth in addition to his 401k. So that's evidently the position Chris is in. I'd say, first of all, congrats for not living above your means. You know, and other thing I assumed is that Chris is a, is a male, but Chris could be a female. Whichever you are, Chris, you're in a good spot, it appears to me. The other thing that I would clarify, though, before I give you an answer is I met with a super nice young couple about a month ago, and they. one of my questions is, well, are you maxing out your 401k? And they said, yep, we are. And for them, so that is 22500 bucks per person if you're under 50 and 30 grand a year if you're over 50. As we un- as we unpack the their situation a little bit, what I found out was that they what they meant when they say they were maxing out their 401k is that they were doing just enough to get the full match for their employer. Ah. They were contributing way less than the 22,500 each that they could do. So that opened up a whole nother avenue of discussion for them. But I'm assuming here that that Chris knows those rules and that he or she is totally maxing out their 401k. And so then you have you have some really good options, Chris, as far as what you can do with that extra money besides, you know, spending it. You probably already have a brokerage account, but if you don't, you just open up a taxable brokerage account. And then, you know, probably make systematic deposits to that like you make systematic deposits to your 401k every couple of weeks when you get paid. And what you're going to try to do in that brokerage account is seek what I'm going to suggest you do, even though, so the caveat here, Walter, we always give is we don't know, Chris, we don't know that specific financial situation. So this is not specific advice, but in generalities, I'd open a brokerage account, I'd make systematic deposits, and then I would invest in things that are more growth oriented and not creating taxable events, things that spin off dividends and interest would be at at this stage in your life, probably less important because the IRS is going to want to tax those dividends and that interest every year. But if you seek longer term growthy type stocks, hopefully in two, three, five, 10 years, those are going to have generated some nice long-term capital gains. And when you do start liquidating that money, those long-term capital gains are going to be taxed advantageously. So a brokerage account is a fantastic place to put excess savings once you've maxed out your 401k. A second thing, we don't, Chris, you didn't give us any information about whether you were debt-free, but you know, another place to put some of that money might be against your mortgage. You prepay your your mortgage. Because as we mentioned in the in the prior answer, I have a, I, the clients that I do have that do have a mortgage in retirement wish they didn't. So another perfectly good use is to become debt-free. And then third, let's say that you're interested in something other than a brokerage account. Well, if you're open to owning real estate as an investment, as an active real estate investor, maybe that's a small apartment building. Maybe it's a rental house uh, in the same part of town that you're in. It's not as uncomplicated as buying some stocks. Uh, Usually it's a little more hands-on, but buying a piece of real estate or two as a rental property can be a terrific use of those excess funds as well. So congrats, Chris, you have really good alternatives. And I'd say, you know, keep on the track that you're on and you should end up with a, you would expect to end up with a worry-free retirement and maybe getting to retirement earlier because of your savings habits 
and a, a, a place where work becomes optional for you and not necessary to get to Social Security and maybe a pension. What a great question, Chris. Thanks for sending us that one. And David, your answer not only uncovers great advice about the specifics of this question, but your story about the client who had just a different definition of maxing out than what you had, um, just the importance of, uh, of communication and understanding you know, the different wavelengths and, and how some questions need to lead to more questions before you give an answer uh, to someone. So a good lesson embedded in that uh, whole scenario as well. Thanks for the question. So far, Jennifer and Chris, good ones. Let's get to our last one of the day here from David. Another David, David. Uh, David says, I just turned 72 and I'm about to retire. I recently took a look at how much I'll have to start withdrawing from my IRAs and 401k because I'm old and they're forcing me to make withdrawals. Between my Social Security and the money they're forcing me to take out, I'll have a higher income in retirement than I have right now while I'm working. Can they really make me withdraw that much? <laughs> I love this question. Uh, so that tells me that David has done well for himself over his work life. So that's that's pretty cool. They actually can and will make you withdraw that much. So, the, and the reason is the IRS has been waiting a long time to tax that money that you have in your IRAs and 401ks. And it sounds like you haven't taken any money out. So, you know, good for you. But at age 73, you're going to have to start taking money out. How much? Well, the, the table right now would say that at 73, you have to take out 3.77% of the all of those balances totaled up. That's how much you'd have to take out. Uh, and the percentage goes up each year that you get older. So at age 80, you have to take out 4.95% of the balance that's there at the beginning of that year that you turn 80. At age 90, you have to take out 8.2%. So the percentage keeps going up. Chances are pretty good. You know, until 80, your IRA and 401k balances are going to continue to go up only because you're liable at 80, you have to take out 4.95%. Well, your account might grow more than 4.95%. So I see a lot where those balances continue to grow until early 80s, at which point they start to shrink because the amount you are forced to take out is more than you are earning in that account. So I think the key point here, David, is you're required. I'm going to state the obvious. You're required to take the money out and pay tax on it, but you're not required to spend it. So you are, I have a, a number of clients who say, well, I, I'm just going to reinvest it in that taxable brokerage account, like we mentioned to Chris in the previous question. Uh, David, you can also gift that money. And that's under that qualified charitable distribution carve out in tax law, which allows you to give money to your church, to your school, to some other tax exempt organization. And as long as it goes directly from your custodian, let's say Fidelity or Schwab or whoever that is, it, the check goes directly to that institution you're giving that money to. Well, the IRS doesn't get to tax you on that money that's coming out of your 401k or your IRA, but it's going directly to that, that uh, gifting institution. And then, you know, you could gift it to family members, but you're still going to pay the tax on that. The third idea that I've used with, with a number of my clients is a little bit of estate planning. And so they've got more money than they're ever going to need. They don't really need their required minimum distribution. So what we've done in a couple of those cases is utilize a specific type of life insurance policy called a second to die life insurance policy. We don't know if David is married or not, but let's say David is married 
and he and his spouse don't need this money, but they have some people they want to leave tax-free money to when they're gone from this earth. And so that's that second to die policy. It doesn't pay anybody anything until the second of the couple dies. It has a pretty good, depending on your age and your health, it has a pretty good internal rate of return depending on when you die. But you can live into your early 90s and still have this make a pretty good internal rate of return by investing, I use that term loosely, but paying the premiums on a life insurance policy that will pay out to some set of heirs of yours once you and a second person die. So those are three different ways to do it. There's probably 15 or 20 different ways that you can make use of those required distributions. The answer to your question is, yep, you absolutely have to take them out. There are penalties involved if you don't. And, uh, you know, the IRS has electronic ways to make sure that those required distributions are actually taken care of. So, David, good luck. If we can be of any help to you, we'd, we'd love to chat through that uh, topic with you. But hopefully those are a couple of decent ideas that you can use. Absolutely. Great question, David. And thank you for uh, submitting that one. I might also point you in the direction of a previous episode, just in case you're new to the show and you might have missed, as you're asking this question, uh, one from just uh, two episodes ago. We talked about demystifying RMDs, those required minimum distributions. So an updated take on some of the rules, regulations, and things that you need to know about RMDs. Uh, It was posted back on September 15th of 2023, episode 230. And so go check that out, Demystifying RMDs, anybody who wants a little bit more information on that part of the planning process. And again, if you have any questions for David, you want to walk through your specific situation, I mean, that's the great thing. We can ask some general questions here on the show, even get into a few specifics, but to truly have your situation analyzed and put together a proper plan, reach out directly to David. You can do that by calling 913 317-1414 or go to coveryourassetskc.com. Contact information in the description of today's show. David, thank you for your help and we'll chat again soon. Hey, good luck with that auction this weekend. It sounds pretty cool. I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, should be fun. Hopefully it's a good fundraiser for everybody. Uh, we'll see everyone next time right back here on Cover Your Assets KC. Advisory services offered through Creative One Wealth, LLC, an investment advisor. KC Financial Advisors and Creative One Wealth, LLC, are not affiliated. We are an independent financial services firm, helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. The information and opinions contained in this program have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. They are given for informational purposes only and are not a solicitation to buy or sell any of the products mentioned. The information is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. This material has been provided by a licensed insurance professional for informational and educational purposes only and is not endorsed or affiliated with the Social Security Administration or any government agency. It is not intended to provide and should not be relied upon for accounting, legal, tax, or investment advice.